Is this thing on? Okay, I think it's on. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Movie Bugle Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So happy you all joined again for another episode. My name is Justin, and I am the host of this podcast. Thank you all again for checking out the Movie Bugle. I appreciate all the positive feedback, all the constructive feedback that I get from everyone. This is episode seven. We've been going six weeks strong because there was one week that I put out two episodes. But I'm really excited that you guys have decided to tune in and listen to me talk about movies. (laughs) So as always, please be sure to check out my Instagram at the Movie Bugle. Uh, where you'll be able to find all the latest news related to podcasts, any news I decide to share with you guys. And uh, you can leave me questions and make comments over there as well. I'm really trying to grow that Instagram page only because um, that's how I can connect directly with my listeners and we can grow this thing together. So welcome, welcome and welcome. So um, on this episode, I just wanted to talk to you guys. It's been a minute that I've actually just had just a solo episode, just talking directly with you guys, um, give you guys a couple of updates, nothing too drastic or anything like that. And I have a couple of topics to talk with you guys as well. First things first. So not this past weekend, but the weekend before the last official weekend in March, I celebrated my birthday uh, whoop de whoop, hey, you know, <laughs> I had to turn up a little bit, you know, this, this last year, uh, with this whole Pythagorean theorem that we've been in, <laughs> Pythagorean, <laughs> we've been in a whole parentheses, as, as I would say, but, you know, this pandemic that we've been in for the past year has been, uh, really interesting for a lot of people, so, I decided to go and celebrate my birthday, um, I celebrated in Mexico, Someplace that I've always wanted to go, definitely want to go back, and it was a fun time. I had a lot of fun. It was kind of interesting because sometimes the episodes that I do, I do it right before like it's supposed to come out. Um, some of them they are planned, so I'll record something with someone. Like you know, I've had the special guest on here, um, and I'll record them sometimes like a week in advance, sometimes a couple of weeks in advance. It just depends on the topic at hand. And I had to make sure I had a couple of episodes uploaded and ready to go because I wasn't going to be here to edit them. So I'm glad they all came out on schedule. Thank you for everyone who's been tuning in. And um, yeah, so um, please let me know if you guys have any questions or if you guys have any feedback, if you have any topics that you guys want me to cover in upcoming episodes, and I would be glad to address them. So how's everyone been doing? What's everyone been watching and what's everyone been tuning into? It seems like, you know, movie theaters are opening up slowly in uh, different places, um, more faster than others, depending on where you are. Um, I live over here in Los Angeles, California, and um, movie theaters are slowly opening up. And it's interesting because Los Angeles is a big metropolis for movie theaters. It's a big market. Um, You have like Atlanta, New York City, Los Angeles and San Francisco are like, I want to say are like the four cities that a movie really has to do well in in order for it to make that money back because there's a lot more theaters there because there's a lot more people there in general. And um, L.A. and New York took the longest time to open up just because of everything that's going on. And um, they're they're opening up now. So that's really interesting. And um, that actually brings up one of the topics uh, for this um, podcast. Uh, I had the chance to go and see Godzilla versus Kong 
in the movie theater. And uh, don't worry if you haven't seen it yet, um, you can watch it on HBO Max. So uh, Godzilla vs. Kong is one of those movies where um, it's uh, it's being distributed by Warner Brothers um, and HBO. And it's one of those uh, movies in that lineup where if you have HBO Max this year, you're going to get the movies on HBO Max as well as they have the opportunity to go see it in theaters. And I did take advantage of the HBO Max, you know, feature for Tom and Jerry, um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, But for this particular movie, I said if theaters are open, I wanted to go because there are some movies you, you have to watch it in theaters. And I'm so glad that I did. You know, I... I was Team Kong. Uh, I'm not going to give the spoiler of who I believe the the movie painted as the winner, but um, it was a fun time. It was fun. It was nice to be able to go back to a theater. Um, I don't know how it is everywhere, but I know over here, theaters, they're only booking up to 40% capacity. So if you are unsure about it being safe, you know, you can definitely go and have your space. Uh, I did go to a matinee. And I think they still booked up to about 40%, but you can see. So like I um, also have the AMC A-list, which if you don't know about that, it's really cool. Uh, It's like a monthly subscription. It's like 23 or 24 bucks a month. You get to see up to three movies a week and um, on any of their screens. So IMAX, the Dolby Cinemas, um, you know, regular 3D. You can see any movie, um, you know, three times a week for that monthly subscription. So it's really cool. It was paused for a while just because of the pandemic. And um, so I just reactivated it again so I can go see that movie. And I, like I said before, I think there's certain movies that you should see on the big screen. They're made for the big screen. Um, I don't think I would have the same like enjoyment of the movie if I saw it for the first time at home. So I'm glad that I was able to see that movie on the big screens. But yeah, so it was really cool. Um, the graphics was really, really good. Um, there were certain things, because you know, it, you have a big, you know, Godzilla, you have uh, Kong fighting. So there's a lot of, you know, uh, CGI. There's a lot of destruction going on. Um, but I think they handled it for the most part really, really good. Um, I had a lot of fun. If you had the chance to see that movie, whether on HBO Max or if you had the chance to see it in theaters, please let me know. Uh, I'll post a picture on my Instagram page and you're just comment if you are able to see it or, you know, send me a DM and let me know what you thought about the movie. Um, but I definitely recommend it. Um, it's kind of interesting cause you know, Marvel, they set the groundwork for this shared universe type thing, you know, with, um, you know, with the first phase of the leading up to the first Avengers movie. And now it seems like everyone's trying to do it. They tried to do it with the mummy, um, with, uh, uh I was about to say Tom Hanks, but it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> Um, but they were going to do like a, a monster universe with like mummy. And I think they were going to do like the invisible man, uh, Frankenstein. They were trying to do like a shared universe that didn't really work out. You know, DC also has their shared universe over there, um, with Warner brothers. And, um, now we have Godzilla and Kong. So the first, you know, Godzilla movie came out like the more, the more recent one. Cause I feel like just throughout history, there's been so many, um, you had Godzilla come out. And then you had Kong Skull Island. And I think at the end of that movie is when they first teased that they were, you know, leading towards something because they had like, you know, some writings on the caves and stuff like that. And they had like a picture of Godzilla. And you're like, oh, snap, are they are they trying to connect these two together? And I know just throughout history, there's always been like that 
you know, Godzilla fighting King Kong and stuff like that. And then you had the Godzilla King of the Monsters movie that came out. Um, that thing, out of all the movies, I haven't seen that one for whatever reason. I, I you know, I still want to watch it. Um, I just, it just slipped my mind. But I did see the first Godzilla movie. I did see uh, Kong Skull Island. But when they announced this one, I was really excited because I was like, okay, you know, I hope we get some really good battles. I hope, like, you know, they do it really good. And the graphics in it was really, really great. I think that's the one thing that I wanted to, you know, say without actually talking about the the story uh, beats of the movie. Um, I felt like they did a really good job with the with the, the CGI, especially on Kong. Um, really, there was some like up close shots where, you know, it looks really good. And this is supposed to be, you know, a 20, 30 story tall, like, like monkey. And, you know, so obviously it's computer animated, but they did a really good job. So definitely check out Godzilla versus Kong. Um, it was really, really good. Like I said, you can go see it in theaters or you can also see it on HBO Max. So, um, let's see. I also wanted to talk about... Um, Black Widow. So Black Widow was supposed to come out the beginning of May, which is just over a month now, but they did shift the release date back to July uh, on July 9th. But that one, they've they've officially said they're going to do a day and date release. Uh, Black Widow is going to come out in theaters as well as Disney Plus for a premium. Now, let's talk about this premium premiere access thing for a second, because I think that Disney, this would be the third time that they're trying it. They tried it first with Mulan. Um, I did buy Mulan um, just out of support. And um, I think at the time, um, a lot of people was just eager to see it because I, I did want to see Mulan. And then they also did it with Raya and the Last Dragon. And I did, you know, uh, buy it for Raya and the Last Dragon. I think out of those two, I enjoyed Raya and the Last Dragon a little bit more only because it reminded me of Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, it was really good. I know there's a lot of problems that people have with the Mulan movie, but you know, we're not going to really get into that on this episode, but you know, people were saying, you know, give us black widow, black widow was supposed to come out originally last year. And it was supposed to be the kickstart of the phase four for Marvel. And even though it's like a movie that, that comes out before the events of Avengers Endgame and also infinity war, you know, black widows never really had her own solo movie. So a lot of her fans was like campaigning for this movie to come out. And then, you know, the pandemic happened and they shut everything down last year and they kept pushing this movie back and pushing this movie back because, you know, usually any Marvel movie that comes out, it makes about a billion dollars. Um, very, I think there's only a few movies that have come out that it hasn't. Uh, maybe some of the, I don't want to say like smaller movies, but maybe some of the standalone movies. Uh, but I think Black Widow, they would have pushed it a lot just because it's a female led superhero movie. Um, it's one of the original Avengers. They would have pushed that movie a lot. So they pushed it originally to May of this year. I think it was like May 6th or May 7th. And then, you know, the pandemic hasn't really gone anywhere. It's been getting a little bit better. But, you know, I talked to you guys about movies making a billion dollars. And the only way for a movie to make a million dollars is for people to see it more than once. The problem with these releasing the movies at home, even if you purchase the movie, is you buy it once and it's yours. And uh, with the premiere access, you know, you spend $30 to unlock it, which that $30 price is a lot. I think for me personally, if... If I'm going to spend $30 on a movie, I wanted to own it. And I think the problem that I have with the Premiere Access piece on Disney Plus is you're just unlocking it early. 
So, like, for example, a movie comes out, let's say, May 1st on Premiere Access on Disney+. Plus. You're unlocking that early. So, that means in about three or four months, it's going to be available to everyone. So, some people are like, well, I'll just wait till it becomes available to everyone. Or I'll wait until I can purchase it, like on iTunes or Amazon or something like that. So, I think that's where the huge setback with the premier access has been just because a lot of people is like why spend it on these like smaller properties where i could just wait and get it you know or whatever or if there's a theater open near me i could just go there and you know and watch it there for less than 30 bucks even if i wanted to go see it twice depending on if i go see like a matinee i can go see it twice for less than 30 bucks so i think that's been like the biggest setback with the premier access but i don't know we'll see you know the summer movies uh, usually gets kicked off with uh, movies at the end of April, early May, and they go all the way through, I want to say like the middle of August. The prime months is May, June, and July for the summer movies, uh, more specifically June and July. You know, this seems like there's a movie, you know, pre-pandemic, there's like a movie coming out every single weekend. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. So this movie is going to come out July 9th. Um, where theaters are open and you will also have the ability to see it on premiere uh, access on Disney plus. So what do you guys think? Like, are you, would you guys go to a theater to see black widow or would you do it on premiere access or would you wait until it's available? Let me know what you guys think about that. I think for me personally, I, you know, if the theater is open, I'm going to go see it. Um, you know, I've been waiting for this movie. I'm super excited about it. And I think just for the for the support of it, especially if I can see it with my A-list, I, you know, I don't mind buying it because I, I, you know, I share my my Disney Plus with my family. So, you know, I can buy it on there so that they can watch it as well. So we'll we'll see. Um, but I think that it's interesting because usually with Marvel movies, when they move a movie uh, release date back, they shift all the other movies that are coming out back as well they didn't really do that with this one um the movie that was supposed to come out after black widow was uh shang chi and i think after that was internals they've been shifting everything back but they moved this one back to the shang chi date which was supposed to come out in july but they didn't move all the other ones back they created a new date for shang chi for september and they kept everything the same and i think that's actually kind of good because you know we have at this point, we have, you know, Black Widow coming out this year. We have Shang-Chi. We have Eternals, which we haven't seen anything from. But um, the trades are saying that it's really, really good. And then we have Spider-Man 3 uh, coming out in December. And Spider-Man is a Sony property, but, you know, in partnership with Marvel. So Sony wasn't going to move theirs. And, I, you know, I've talked to you guys, you know, with especially with the WandaVision episode that, you know, my prediction is from WandaVision, it leads into the Spider-Man 3 movie, which is going to lead to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. So I think, you know, it'd be kind of difficult to shift all that back around, especially if Sony doesn't want to move Spider-Man 3. It'll throw things off for Marvel. So maybe that's the reason why they um, they created a new date for Shang-Chi. We haven't really seen anything from Shang-Chi and we haven't seen anything from I think we've seen some still images from Spider-Man. Haven't really seen anything but concept art from uh, Eternals. And we also have some other TV shows on Disney Plus coming. You know, right now we're in the middle of Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I'm going to actually bring that up in a second. We have the Loki coming out this summer. Miss Marvel. Um, you know, we have a couple of things happening. So Marvel is really busy over there. I'm, I'm just excited. I'm, I'm excited that we're finally getting some really good content. We've been on a break from Marvel for over a year and i think wandavision was a really good kickstart to phase four and it just get us back in that marvel headspace so let me know what you guys think would you guys actually uh buy 
Black Widow for 30 bucks on Premier Access or if you had the opportunity to go see it in theaters, would you go see it in theaters? So let me know what you think. And then uh, um, staying on that same vein as Marvel, I did want to talk about, so at the time of me recording this and, and when this comes out, three episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier would have come on uh, Disney Plus, but I actually wanted to jump back to episode two. Now, for those who haven't seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier yet, I'm going to talk about a specific character that they introduced, and I wanted to talk about that particular character. Um, it is spoiler just because, you know, if you don't know anything about the show, you know, you know, you're not going to know about that. So if you don't want to be spoiled, I understand, you know, pause this episode, go catch up on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I do plan on doing a full breakdown of the entire season at the end of it. I believe that there's only going to be six episodes this time around where WandaVision gave us nine. But as we were introduced to a specific character in episode two that kind of struck me as like hmm okay so you know after watching my little breakdown videos and doing my own research i just felt like this would be a good topic to just bring up and just have like a just a quick discussion with you all um and uh this is the start of my spoiler talk so if, like i said if you don't want to know anything about the show i understand pause it come back and finish later or if you just want to stay and have this conversation I'm, I'm going to try not to get into the whole spoiler talk of the like the show and the episode, but there is a spoiler talk because I'm going to be talking about a, a specific character in an instance that happened in the show. So in episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we were introduced to a, a character by the name of um, Isaiah Bradley. And it was interesting because I, you know, there's with these Marvel shows and Marvel like movies, they have a clever way of introducing characters from the comics in a different way where the hardcore fans will recognize it like right off the bat. But, you know, I'm like an honorary hardcore fan because I, I do go hard for it and I have read some comic books, but I'm still reading and I'm still learning as much as I can. So, you know, eventually I'm going to get to the point where I'll be able to recognize even the smallest thing. But Isaiah Bradley was is a character in the show that Bucky and Sam went to go visit and they find out that, well, Sam finds out that um, he is, uh, he's an older super soldier, a super soldier as, you know, Captain America is a super soldier. You know, if you know anything about him, they, they gave him some drugs that enhanced his, you know, physical abilities and physical physique. And uh, he is, uh, he was like essentially like the first black Captain America and um, it's very interesting because you know he was given the super soldier after Steve Rogers um, and was used for missions quietly. So if you jump all the way back to the uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, the very first Captain America movie, you know, that was during World War Two. And at the end of that movie, he goes into the ice because of a mission and is frozen for like 70 years. And when he wakes up, he's in modern day, right? So there's a lot of stuff that happened that they've mentioned through different movies and TV shows like, you know, Agent Carter, you know, even some flashback stuff that we got in the Avengers movies um, that, that sort of allude to it. But this is another, you know, layer of the onion being, un, you know, peeled back. And we're introduced to this character by the name of Isaiah Bradley. And Isaiah Bradley, like I say, he was the first black Captain America. He was pretty much given the same um, uh, super soldier serum that they gave Steve Rogers. 
and they used him for like missions quietly. And when they were done with him, they threw him in jail and they ran tests on him. And just from hearing his testimony, they were saying, you know, they threw me in jail for 30 years. They ran all these type of tests. They drew my blood. Um, and he's very much scarred from that. And I thought that was very interesting. And I think that's what caught my attention. And I, you know, like I said, I went on my little deep dive and I saw some parallels to the, the Tuskegee study. So if I have my aunt on this, on this episode, she'll probably be like, oh yeah, I know about this too. But you know, so I, I dug up a little bit. So the Tuskegee study, um, in 1932, the public health service, uh, working with the Tuskegee uh, Institute began a study to record the national history of syphilis in hopes of justifying treatment programs for blacks. It was called the Tuskegee Study of Untreated Syphilis in the Negro Male. The study initially involved 600 black men, 399 with syphilis, 201 who did not have the symptom, who did not have the disease. The study was conducted without the benefit of the patients uh, being informed. So basically they were telling, and this is actually a real event, the, uh, the uh, Tuskegee Study is an actual event that actually happened in American history. Um, you could definitely look it up and it's actually, I'm pulling this directly from the CDC website, which is interesting. There's a whole article that they talk about it. Um, these 600 men, uh, were given this and they were told, oh, this is the free healthcare, you know, we're gonna, you know, give this to you. But it was basically, you know, they gave people syphilis and they gave people like these diseases and, you know, studied them and didn't treat them properly. Um, so this is the study was con uh, conducted without the benefit of the patient's informed consent. Researchers told the men that they were being treated for bad blood in quotation marks, a local term used to describe several uh, elements, including syphilis, anema, and fatigue. In truth, they did not receive the proper treatment needed to uh, care their illnesses. In exchange for taking part of the study, the men received free medical exams, free meals, and burial insurance. So basically they they these men were test subjects they you know they were given these diseases and you know they were just you know we're gonna watch you we're gonna study you like whatever and then when people start to have negative side effects they didn't really do anything about it um they um a lot of them died a lot of them passed it along to their generations that's like to come um you had men who had children you know obviously you know got married, had children, you know, their children had, you know, side effects and stuff like that. And it became a really, really big thing where now people are getting reparations from it. And the story of Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Bradley to, drew from that inspiration. You know, he was given the super, uh, uh, super soldier serum. And basically, you know, he did secret missions and uh, I think according to the comics, and I, I will probably go and read this some more. And if I'm 100% incorrect, I will correct myself in a future episode. But from the stuff that I have read so far, um, he was he was given the secret soldier serum. I think it was given to a few people after Steve Rogers, you know, went into the ice. He was the only one who actually survived. So they they named him unofficially the Captain America and they had him on all these missions, but they never gave him the public recognition they gave Steve Rogers. So if you remember back to the first Captain America movie, you know, they paraded him around, they had marching bands, they had all this stuff for him. Um, they didn't do that for Isaiah Bradley. Um, they, you know, they still said, can you go do this? We're gonna need you for this mission. And, you know, did all stuff like that. Um, he wore the costume, everything like that. Um, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, after they, were done using him they threw him in jail and did test uh studies on him so 
I think it's very bold that um, Marvel Disney is going that route and they're telling the story because it is going to make people uncomfortable. I think that we all know we still have a problem with race, not just with black people, but I think anyone of color, um, anyone who's considered a minority in this country, we have a problem with race in this country. And um, I think that the way to get past it is to have these types of conversations. And I think that Marvel is using their platform to have these conversations, even from a superhero perspective. And I know there's a lot of people online who says like, you know, keep politics out of my comics. Well, you know, comic books have always been political. You know, the whole, even X-Men, the whole basis of X-Men is these people are different from society and they're just trying to get acceptance. And there's a whole, all this whole, whole bunch of different comic storylines and everything like that throughout history, you know, which were written in the 60s, in the 70s that talked about real life events. You know, there's there's comics with Black Panther fighting the KKK. You know, there's there's comics about, you know, civil war between the government and different superheroes and stuff. And yet it's fictional for the sake of being fictional. But it talked about real life situations. And I I applaud Marvel for going that route. You know, I was actually really, really um, interested and excited to see Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because if you've seen the the end of Avengers Endgame, when you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it at this point, that's on you because it's, you know, it's one of the biggest movies of all time. But anyways, you know, Steve Rogers, you know, gave Sam Falcon the, the his shield and pretty much passed the mantle onto him. And, you know, you know, Falcon is a, you know, is a black man. And when they announced this show with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I immediately thought to myself, I was like, I wonder if they're going to tackle the fact of, you know, a black man holding that mantle in America. You know, uh, Captain America is, you know, he's looked at as this patriot, you know, this, you know, you know, sharp jawline, you know, white, you know, male, you know, uh, a symbol of America. And I knew that as a black man, you know, giving that shield and that symbol to someone who's black is not going to go over for a lot of people in this country. Sadly, you know, I wish that we could come to a day where we don't have these types of conversations, but sadly we still have them, you know, today. Like even now, the current situation right now is, you know, stop Asian hate, you know, cause there's a lot of people out there who don't think that Asian lives matter. All last year was, you know, black lives matter, you know, and I, you know, we may have a year where it's, you know, Latino lives matter. And I'm, I know we've had situations like that. You have trans lives and, you know, LGBTQ lives. And I think that is very, it's very encouraging to see larger platforms like Disney, like Marvel, you know, going against the grain and not doing it from like a, like a sugar coated way. Like, yeah, it's in a superhero genre, but it's not in a way where it's like, oh, no, we're not going to talk about it. No, we're going to dive into it. We're going to go there. We're going to tell these stories like for real, for real. So Isaiah Bradley, like I said, was introduced episode two. Um, I'm definitely going to read into this some more. He is canon. He is an actual comic person. It's not something that they just all of a sudden threw just for this particular episode. There are comic lines and comic stories about the first black Captain America. Um, so I think that. You know, if you want to read up on him, um, definitely look up, you know, the name Isaiah Bradley, the first black Captain America. You know, you can find comic books. I'm going to do the exact same. I've done some research already just in preparation for this particular episode. But I did want to read up on it some more because I, you know, after even watching the third episode um, and I'm pretty sure what I'll talk about it at the end of it. Um, there, that's going to be a pivotal storyline. And I think that's not going to just be a one and done with this series. I think it's going to 
continue and they're gonna they're gonna draw more from that so do you guys know about isaiah bradley um are you guys watching Cap uh, falcon and winter soldier let me know what you all think and um yeah it's you know i i'm trying to find things to watch um i i you know i'm just watching like little tv shows here and there i like to go back and watch um movies and tv shows like series and like i've seen before i'll try to like sprinkle in some new stuff here and there um but let me know what you all think what are you guys watching right now um like i said this episode wasn't going to be too long it was going to be a quick one um i just want to come on and you know just talk with you guys i have some exciting episodes coming up i have some more special guests coming on with you guys i've gotten a lot of positive feedback from you know you guys are saying you you like my special guests you like the conversations um the the episode that i did with my aunt with the united states versus billy holiday one um resonated with a lot of people i've gotten a lot of feedback from a lot of people talking about that one so thank you for everyone who actually listened to that one my aunt and i had a lot of fun and she's already said when can i come back and do another one so i'm definitely gonna have another episode you know in the near future but thank you guys again so much for checking out the movie bugle podcast as always please make sure you you know subscribe to my instagram page at the movie bugle tell your friends about the movie bugle podcast i want to grow this channel i want to grow my audience and you know who knows what the future holds and you know i have a lot of exciting topics and ideas that i want to share with you guys and it's going to take you know all of us to help this thing grow so thank you all again and uh, i'll talk to you guys soon y'all have a good one bye-bye